walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with, with courage. Welcome to the Pecom Podcast. Welcome back to the Become Podcast. This is Jeff Given, joining you once again the first Tuesday of each month. Uh, thank you to Pastor Courtney for leading us through this uh, excellent series on politics and what what the church might look like in its involvement with politics and what, what is our response uh, in the public sphere. I want to talk a little bit about today about uh, the idea of worship. Um, what is worship? What does our worship look like? And uh, as a worship director, I think I'm, a, I'm allowed to speak to that. Um, and if you were at our In the Lot gathering uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, I kind of spoke to a couple of, of these things, so you might be hearing this again. Um, but I think it, it, it's okay to hear things more than once. They tend to maybe settle in in a different way when we hear something uh, a second time. Um, but I'll, I'll also be expanding quite a bit on, on what we touched on uh, during that gathering. So uh, really what I'd like to do is to offer um, what I hope is an encouragement around the idea of worship. Um Worship can mean a great many things uh, and can be defined a variety of ways. Um, some speak of, of worship being kind of adoration or what we place value on, um, and, and all of those things, I think, hold weight. Um, for our purposes, um, I really like to think of worship as almost always a response, um, Worship is, is whatever way in which we respond to God, how we respond to God's goodness, to God's love, to, to God's beauty. Um, it's, it's always a response. And so uh, in the same way that we, we, we don't love God so that uh, God will love us, right? In Scripture, we, we hear that truth echoed back to us that we love God because, we love God because God first loved us. It's a response. And so in the same way, we do not worship the living God so that um, we can get something from God. We don't worship God so that we will uh, experience something or be given something. That's that's not the, the driving force. We worship God because um God has been good to us. We worship God because God has been faithful. Um, because every gift we have comes from God. Uh, and so that is our worship. Our worship is our, our response. How do we respond with our lives and our beings? How do we respond to God? And too often we, we sort of allow the idea of worship to be fined really narrowly in this small way um, we often define our worship to only mean singing, and and that's it. Worship equates to singing. 
But when we define worship in that very narrow way to just mean singing, um, we really miss out. We're missing out on the whole host of ways that we can worship, um, the ways that we can worship that are pleasing to God, uh, the many ways we can respond to God and to God's calling in our lives and to God's uh, goodness and worth and God's beauty. And come on, uh, I am in large part to blame for this. If there's any um, kind of misunderstanding or, or a shrink, shrunken view of what our worship is to me in singing and music, um, right? This is what I do. Uh, responsive worship, particularly through singing, is a large part of, of what I do. Uh, it's not it's not the only thing. It's not everything, but it's one of the things I'm most passionate about. Uh, and and leading and responding through song is one of the most meaningful ways I have found uh, to grow close to the heart of God and to to lay my anxieties and frustrations uh, and burdens at the feet of the risen Lord. Um, Some of my strongest memories from childhood involve music and singing. Um, Both both my mom and dad are gifted musicians uh, and have beautiful singing voices. And so many of the hymns and songs that are still in my head, many of these songs that are in my heart uh, are ones I would have sung with them at the top of my lungs in car rides, in long car rides, or sitting around uh, campfires, um, or even singing in fast food restaurants uh, while I stood on the top of um, tables, booth tables at McDonald's. Uh, This is true. This would happen. Um, I don't don't think they join me in those particular songs, Um, but, you know, we could say they their ha- their heads were were bowed, they had their heads bowed, hands covering their faces in reverence. I imagine. Um, I may be severely introverted, but I I knew what a stage looked like. <laughs> there there is there's something about the beauty and mystery and power of music that can just melt us. It's true. Uh, in fact, I, um, I was just talking with one of my dearest friends whom I've known since childhood. His name is Chad. Uh, he's, he's one of those friends who can carry on an entire conversation with you. And by the end, you realize you were pretty much the only one talking. <laughs> and, and maybe you feel a little bit rude, but also kind of grateful for that chance to share excitedly about something you've been um, thinking about or reading or creating. Anyway, he, he was asking great questions, and I found myself getting so uh, ridiculously worked up and excited trying to describe for him these moments, these moments when um, I'm here or... Um, in apartments where we used to live, uh, in my little office studio, and I've got headphones on, 
just like I do now. And I'm listening back uh, to music that we've recorded, either for the, the past Awake albums um, or now for the current virtual services. And I'm, I'm listening to the music in order to edit and mix the audio um, or add, add texture and effects to, to sort of enliven it a bit. Um, and, and one of the things I was sharing with is I, I got this little, it's like a tiny mixing board. I mean, it's, it's almost like the size of a, a ruler, but it has little faders. Um, and so instead of on the computer only being able to kind of tweak little, you know, using a mouse and tweak these little fake knobs and buttons, I can physically with my hand and sort of tactily listen and, and push these faders up and down um, to control effects and things um, or volume levels. Uh, and I can and sort of connect, you know, what I'm hearing in my head to my hand and have this, this more uh, tactile effect. Anyway, I, I, got, I got into these same weeds with him and now I'm here with you. Uh, but when something, when something starts sort of falling into place, with the mix and I, and I hear just the right moment to, to tweak some part of the audio to, to give the song this sort of lifting. Um, it, it really overwhelms me. Um, I'll be alone in, in my little studio. And when something just works with the music, it's, it's as though the Holy spirit is just, whew, the Holy Spirit is passing through the room. It's it's holy. Uh, another peek behind the curtains here. Um, there have been many times, many at uh, at the close of an awake service in the Commons, when I've I've walked back to that uh, weird sort of closet behind the cross where the air conditioning is housed. Um, and, and that's where we often store guitar cases and other equipment and spare candles and things like that. Um, I'll walk back there at the end of a service to, to grab some of the gear to bring out. But really, um, really I'm there because I need some space. I need some space often uh, to just weep to to allow um, that overwhelming fullness that God has sort of just dropped on me, dropped into that room. Um, I hope for others, but um, but I know for myself. Um, and it's this fullness that that God has just sort of dropped there that I cannot carry. And so I, um, yeah, I often kind of close myself in that room to just weep and to allow to allow all of that to to just sort of pour out. Well, in in my attempt here to to make the case that um, music and singing are are really potentially uh, potentially minimal 
minimal parts of what worship can and should be. I've kind of given uh, a lot of personal anecdotal evidence to to the contrary. Um, I do not think this is a technique they teach in debate class. <laughs> but, but if I'm honest, um, something I need to think about that often in those profound moments, um, as beautiful as they are and as meaningful as they are, um, I am the one who's benefiting. I am, for the most part, the only one who might be benefiting um, from that lifting, from that feeling of being uh, held. It, it all can end up being mostly a gift to me. And don't get me wrong, God, God desires good gifts for us. This, these experiences are beautiful and good. Um, as the author of James writes, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of the heavenly lights. These are good things. But we need to be careful that our worship doesn't begin and end with us. And so when we look at uh, examples of biblical worship, singing, although certainly a part of it, is, is only one of many, many aspects. Um, and an outward rather than self-centered focus also tends to be uh, common among our biblical examples of what true worship looks like. Um, so in scripture we find as uh, some examples of, of what worship can look like. Uh, we see David, as well as many others, um, falling on their faces in reverent worship. No music, no song, just falling on their face. The simple act of Moses removing his sandals as he learned he was standing on holy ground. And, and let's be real, I think what he was discovering was that the whole earth is filled with God's glory. The whole earth is holy ground. Taking off his sandals. Worship. Uh, we often would see the prophets building stone altars, um, stacking these uh, Ebenezers, these stones, in remembrance of something that God did as their act of worship. So creating, building, remembering. Uh, another one that comes to mind from King David, uh, dancing sort of wildly in the temple. Um, we often hear the story that he was dancing naked. Um, that's not quite what the text uh, gives us. He had, he had taken off his outer garments, um, but he was wearing uh, kind of an ornamental um, uh, piece of clothing. Um, and so he's not naked, but he had taken some clothes off and he's dancing and people are judging him. Um, and though he may not have been singing, surely this was an act of enthusiastic worship in the presence of the living God. Uh, 
the woman who uh, we find pouring oil from this alabaster jar, expensive oil poured out um, over Jesus' head as an anointing act of worship, something that even in its act um, was viewed by others as wasteful and uh, sort of purposeless, this anointing act of worship. The poor widow in Mark's gospel that gave what she had as an offering, her two coins, um, as, as Jesus shares with those who are listening, she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Generous and trusting worship. And so for us, and the ways that we can worship, uh, especially in this time when um, we are not all gathering and singing together um, as we are used to, um, I really hope it, it might be an encouragement to, um, to take a moment and reflect and say, in this unique opportunity where we're not uh, we're not only worshiping in the ways that we're used to, in the ways that we're comfortable and familiar with in gathered singing. Um, I hope that our prayer might be, God, show us, show us something. Show us the ways that, um, that we might worship you, we might respond to your goodness with our, um, our actions and our words, with our prayers, with the, just all the ways that we respond to who you are, respond to your call in our lives. We respond to your love for the world and your love for others. Um, show us the ways we might step out in worship in new um, and, and unique and powerful ways. Um, and our prayer might also be, God, show us the way we're already living a life of worship. Show us those moments that we might not have associated um, with an act of worship where um, we are, are giving of ourself, um, that we are recognizing something that you have done uh, and saying thank you. Um, may that be a prayer that we would we would notice and acknowledge, God, show us the ways that we are already worshiping um, our Creator in these small um, ways that perhaps we might have not noticed before and not not um, recognized as true acts of worship. When we when we stop, when we just stop and take in the beauty and the glory of God's creation and just enjoy that. Silently, or maybe say a simple thank you, thank you for this beauty all around us. That is an act of worship. When we dance, when we dance for joy, um, Easton loves to dance. Um, we've been listening to uh, the Hamilton, the musical Hamilton. Uh, that soundtrack is one of his absolute favorites right now. And, he raps and sings along and, and, and can't help but just dance and move. 
when, when we fall on our knees in reverence and gratitude, these ways that we, we use the bodies that God has given us in whatever ways we are able to, um, this can be an act of worship, an act of grateful response to the God that created us. When we love and serve the poor, when we care for those in need, when we work for justice and love mercy and walk humbly with God. Uh, the things that the prophet Micah reminds us, the Lord requires of us justice, mercy, and humility worship. When we acknowledge with gratitude the very breath, the breath that God has given us as we breathe in and breathe out, as in our, uh, if you had listened back when we were going through the centering prayer, the welcoming prayer, our breathing, that focused mindful breathing, we can take in air, filling our lungs, and be grateful to the God uh, that gives us the air we breathe and the lungs we have to breathe it, and the blood that takes in the oxygen and the veins that we have to transport it, and the organs that are supplied with that oxygen and enliven us and <sighs> Praise God. You can breathe in and breathe out our worship. As simple as that. And so when we when we do any of these things, when we do any of these things, surely we can be worshiping our Creator. Uh, in in connection with uh, the current podcast series that we're in that Pastor Courtney has been leading us through on the church and politics, the decisions we make politically can be part of our worship. Not, not just our votes, but that's part of it. Um, but the ways that we love and serve in the political square how we, how we compose ourselves, how we speak, the way in which we speak and the words we choose to share with one another, how we listen or don't, who we choose to look out for, whose livelihoods we consider and work to protect, all of these decisions and actions and thoughts, um, even the research that um, we are able to do to make better choices, all of these things can be responding to God's call in our lives, to God's call to justice and mercy and humility. All of these, thank God, can be our worship. What a gift.
in Isaiah, uh, the very first chapter of Isaiah, um, one of my favorite prophets, if you can pick a favorite prophet, uh, Isaiah chapter one, verse 16 and 17. Um, this is sort of, a, a description of, um, the way Isaiah is calling God's people to return to, to worship, to return to right living, to return to, um, the, uh, holy ways they might respond to God. Verse 16 and 17. Wash. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. There's a footnote for this text that... um, one of the translations for that line, um, defend the oppressed, can also be translated, um, correct the oppressor. Correct the oppressor. Uh, this is active, not in, this call to worship is, is active, not in just sort of um, protecting and, and shielding off, but speaking to evil and oppression um, as we touched on uh, the last couple of podcasts, that speaking out against injustice and to the oppressor and to the systems and structures that oppress, that is holy and good, and that can also be our worship. We worship a God of justice. And lastly, um, in order to love and serve others, um, there is something that that needs to be done in us, right? God, God needs to work in us and transform us and renew us if we are to do um, any good for others. And so I, the, Psalm 51 comes to mind. This is um, David's prayer and recognizing the ways that he falls short and the ways that he will need to be changed and transformed by God's Spirit. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And this might be a familiar psalm, um, either hearing it read or it's one that we sing Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and rich spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me, but restore to me the joy 
of your salvation. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Work on me. Transform me. Break me open so that your love and grace and patience would pour through me. That my worship, that my response to you would be good and true. Um, that, that my worship would look like what, again, the author of James calls religion that God accepts as pure and faultless. And again, that that psalm, that verse makes makes me think of a song. Uh, as I've said before, there's there's never not a song in my head. Um, take that as you will, either gift or or curse, but um, it's often a little bit of both. But music uh, certainly is still uh, a, a part of who we are as individuals and and our experience in responding to God. And and I I really can't read this psalm without thinking of of the melody. And um, my my grandpa uh, would like to say that, he would say that the hymns, the hymns are the primary way that we learn theology. Um, There's something about that, the music that that is intertwined with uh, the words and the lyric that that can really just sort of bind it to our our minds and our hearts in a way that that simply reading sometimes can't. Um, and so I I think of this melody and maybe it helps us um, remember this this verse and and keep it closer to our to ourselves and, and, or, or perhaps, um, more readily on our minds as we seek to respond to God, as we seek to worship. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve 
one another, to love and serve the God of the universe as we respond in worship.